You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. episode of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it's anthony and jacqueline and we're back talking another episode of nxt on the usa and wwe networks it's week two of the great wednesday night wars and uh this week the battle felt uh, maybe a spoiler for later on a little less contested than last week okay uh this week's episode of nxt i thought was a weird roller coaster of NXT. It featured. I'll agree with that. It featured all of the things that are great about NXT, all of the things yeah. that are eh, okay about NXT, and all of the things that are ugh about NXT. All in That's, one episode. Yeah. It's because it's too long. Yeah, they managed to. They're like, hey, why don't we squeeze in all of the things instead of just yeah. the good ones? <laughs> uh, it's episode 528. And we begin with a, reca- uh, a recap of last week's happenings, and then we go right in to the first match. Drew Gulak defending the NXT Cruiserweight Championship against Leo Rush. First and foremost, this is weird. Uh, I already that noted, it was first? It was weird that it was first. Uh, although we did call Kushida and Walter as the main event, and that was the main event for the show. Yeah. But what was weird, I guess what's weird to me is that I still don't like the idea of the Cruiserweight title being in NXT. That feels weird. And it made more sense, at least it made some sense that they were calling it that because it sounded like they were going to, you know, kind of quietly close shop on 205 Live and move everybody back. They They didn't do a new episode last Friday, but this Friday they did do a new episode of 205 Live after oh. SmackDown. So that's just weird. Are these NXT guys, but they're on the SmackDown show? No one knows! I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. But they had a match here for the championship. Uh, If they're going to call it the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, they're going to have to redesign the belt because there's just a big old WWE logo on it. So it still says WWE Cruiserweight Champion. But they don't know what they're talking about. I hope they keep the purple belt, though. One week... (laughs) Hey, it does stand out. It does. You know, yeah, you know which one it is. What? Hey, look, one week they were calling Walter's Championship the WWE, or they were calling it the NXT UK Championship, uh, but now they're back to calling it the WWE DWE. UK Championship, so they can't make up their minds on any of this. Uh, nope. Leo Rush starts out this match uh, on fire, perhaps literally, uh, hitting moves left and right on Drew Gulak. Morrow tries to spell his name, but does so incorrectly by spelling it L-I-T. He says, how do you spell Leo? 
L-I-T. I thought he meant like he was lit. He did, but... Yeah. I don't know. That felt like a stretch even for Moro Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gulak uh, finally cuts him off. Uh, I, was this for the first break? Uh, no. Uh, he cuts him off. Drew works him over for a little bit. Sends, I wrote here, sends him crashing down onto some poor full sail interns going into the first break. Yep. Yep. I don't know who those... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I I just going to say, I didn't know who those people were. I just presumed they were interns. Uh, Probably. PAs, production assistants, yeah. Yeah, trying to get a, trying to get a degree in, uh, in television and film production. And uh, they they just had a pro wrestler land on them. It'll be a story they can tell their children later in life. (laughs) There Uh, you go. Rush gained control just before the break, uh, came to an end, but was cut short. Uh, he then tries his the move called the come up. This is that little bounce on the bottom rope into a stunner that he that we saw him do. Uh, yeah, that a was weeks cool. Ago. Yep. Uh, he tries for it, but Gru- Gulak counters with the goo lock. Leo manages to escape that. Uh, Drew hits the cyclone crash on Leo, but he kicks out. Uh, Rush then hits him with the final hour, his frog splash. Hits him with a come up and hits him with another final hour for the win. And Leo Rush is now the new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. What did you think of the opener? Mm, it was boring. <laughs> I did not like it. And I really, it lost the crowd pretty quickly. Um, yeah? I thought, I thought so. I thought at the beginning. So I really thought this was like two different matches. Like, mm-hmm. there was the beginning, and then you came back from the commercial break, and it was like a completely different match. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it started, uh, it started like real hot, and then I mean, it's the thing, it, it's the thing with Drew Gulak, like he's not a wrestler like how Leo Rush is a wrestler. He's very different, right. and his style of match is much more pounding on the mat and submission holds, and it made for like a fun mix for a little bit. I thought it was, I enjoyed it. I think maybe more than you did, but. I yeah. can see why like... I can see why the the clash of styles wouldn't work though for some. Yeah, I mean it was okay, but like I don't know. It just it, it was just okay. I I did not think that this would be how you would want to open a show. Okay. Um what would you give the opener? So despite that, I did give it a 2 and 3 quarters. Okay. So generous I, towards the end. So I did like it more than you. Uh, I gave it <laughs> three and a half. Uh, oh wow! And Grapple liked it more than. Oh wait, no, Grapple didn't like it more than me. Grapple gave it a three point four five. But they were close. Okay, they were real close. Uh, off by point five. Uh, Post match, and a thing that I don't think we've seen before in NXT, William Regal comes out to adorn Leo Rush with his newly won championship when. Uh, Drew Gulak takes the belt away from him before talking to him a bit and congratulating him and handing them the title. Uh, yeah. Earned respect uh, mm-hmm. between the two. I was happy we saw uh, William Regal. We haven't seen him in a while. No. Uh, and I, I, I was like worried this... he was sick. Yeah. And I like this new tradition. I hope this is like a thing that they continue doing where the the general manager comes out and presents the new champion uh, with the belt. I like that. It's a nice little Well, they touch. didn't. They didn't do it for Roderick Strong when he won, so... No, they did not. This Maybe this is a new thing. Um, maybe. Okay. Kushida Two and... Two weeks. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. K- 
Kushida and Walter are seen warming up backstage. Walter is doing very old-timey calisthenics, which fits Walter perfectly. He is an old-timey yeah. wrestler. He uh, really is. They do a Finn Balor personality profile, focusing on his run in NXT. Yeah. I like that they call him the first, what is it, inter... Universal? What did he win? Was it Universal? He was the first Universal champion, yeah. I like that they still call him that, even though he had it for like a day. He had it for one day. <laughs> then he got injured, and then Vince McMahon forgot all about him. Which was so stupid. Like, you had such a buildup. How do you how do you do that? I don't know. Uh, there's a Tegan Knox. We can't get it. Oh, go oh, ahead. sorry. No, no. Okay. Um, there'll be more to talk about Finn Balor later on in this episode, actually. Uh, Tegan. So Tegan Knox personality profile. She's in action next week, and she's also shown uh, hanging out with Dakota Kai, who is warming up for her match later on tonight. Uh, speaking of women's division matches, Rhea Ripley and Aaliyah. Yes. Uh, Rhea Ripley absolutely smashes Aaliyah, puts her in some sort of like handheld figure four or clover leaf. She spins her around, slams yeah. her, and she taps. Like, this match was real short, but Rhea Ripley, her move looked really cool. It looked really cool, and it definitely displayed her as the powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I'm calling these, like, the almost squatch matches. I mean, this like, one definitely was. <laughs> but it has, like, a named person. You know, like, Aaliyah is... It I is. I know, people know her, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, Aaliyah <laughs> got squashed here, is essentially yes. what happened. Uh, Fair enough. I mean, she, I don't think she got in any offense on Rhea. I mean, maybe she got, like, a punch or something in, but... Maybe. Barely anything. Post-match, Rhea says that she is coming for Shayna. That Shayna's beat up all these people, but she's not done any of that to her. And she's still coming for her. So, we could be looking forward to that. Um, this technically counts as a match. What did you give it? I give it a three. Wow! For, like, she, yeah. did, she did one move. It impressed me. <laughs> well, I I couldn't. I couldn't. I went one and three. <laughs> I went one and three quarters. It wasn't impressive. It was really impressive. Yeah. Um, people Just at Grapple. Not a lot happened. Yes. People at Grapple also on the dot gave this 1.75. But wow. I'm sure there's somebody in here who had to have given it like a three. There literally is two people in here in a row that gave it a three. So you are yeah. not alone. No, I'm not. This is, I mean, it, I think she, it's a good vehicle for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, you know, we're seeing more of what she can do. And she, and they, they keep harping on her age. And oh my God, if, if she could do all this at 23, imagine what's going to happen in the next few years. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm going to say it again. I really just think this is all just setting up for a women's war games. But that's. Mm hmm. Well, we we're getting there. Um, some strange music played. Yeah, and then Real some, weird. And then some construction video uh, content appeared on the screen. And then we were shown that this is, in fact, Breezango, who are now construction workers instead of fashion police. Apparently, they're going to go through the entire YMCA, YMCA catalog. YMCA, yes. yes. The entire Village People catalog. Um, Except for the Native American. I yeah, feel like the, that the, would not happen. They'll probably leave that one out. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I have to say, though, when the music first hit and, like, the screen changed and all that, I thought it was that guy from the breakout tournament who's the DJ with, like, the light-up vest. Walking wild. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this guy's coming out? But mm-hmm. clearly I was wrong. But that's what I thought it was. 
so Breezango come out here, and they are supposed to face the team of Everrise. And I went, oh boy. But then, Jackson Riker comes out dragging Everrise. He's murdered them. Yeah. So now we get Breezango. Cool. We now get Breezango versus the Forgotten Sons. I write in my notes here, not sure what would be worse at this point. True. Forgotten Sons or Everrise. Fair. Moro reminds us that these people are or were in a feud. I had forgotten. No joke. It reads in my notes. Uh, oh, yeah. I did but, forget about that. Yeah. Forgotten Sons had a thing with, like, Tyler Breeze, and that's what brought Fandango back, I guess. Yeah. Oh, isn't that when he called him Buddy Murphy or whatever? Yes. Or, yeah. Uh, I had completely forgotten about all of that. Uh, and as per usual, I had forgotten about the Forgotten Sons until they walked out here. That's fair. Oh, as a hilarious joke about the Forgotten Sons, uh, the new WWE video game is coming out, and Jackson Riker is in the video game, but N- Cutler and Blake are not in the video game. <laughs> Actually pretty funny. Even though when Riker comes out, he has the same video screen as the Forgotten Sons, it has their names on it. But they aren't in the game, so they were <laughs> forgotten about, apparently. Because um, no one likes them. <laughs> yes. Uh, with all due respect to everyone involved in this match, I wrote down, as usual, competent but uninspired wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. Fandango is full of fire, though. Uh, Jackson yes. Riker interferes in this match, giving the Suns an opening to hit their double-team move for a win. This was shorter than I thought it was going to be. But that didn't make and me any happier was at the end. Different. Yeah. Than I thought it was gonna be. Also, really quick question: Why is Morrow calling him Fandango <laughs> instead of Fandango? Yeah, I don't like it. I'm like, come on, dude. I think is when he, what... when he originally debuted as a bad guy dancer character, he uh-huh. the announcer would call him Fandango, and he would interrupt the announcer and tell him that he was pronouncing it wrong, that it is Fandango. Um, and maybe that actually is how the name is pronounced because they don't want to get confused with a certain company that ticket. regularly sponsors our <laughs> podcasts. Uh, yeah. So I guess in deference to them, it's Fondango. Why not just go with a different name? I don't know. Beats me. Fl- just be Flamenco. <laughs> what did you What did you think of the match? Um. Yeah, not happy with the outcome. Again, it was okay. I had all the same notes. Fandango really tried. Mm-hmm. Tyler Breeze really tried. You know, like, but at the end of the day, it was just like, it just was vanilla. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What? I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't, yeah, the Forgotten Sons just like, they really just need to be forgotten. Yeah, the, stop trying to make this happen. It's not working. Or moved up to the main roster. It's been like a year, <laughs> too. Like, it's not happening. Yeah. The, the crowd is not behind them. Uh, what would you give it? I gave it two and a quarter. Okay. I went with a two and uh grapple 1.9. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're on the same, same mindset here. Uh, Good. there is a Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee hype video whoop, whoop. and an announcement for their fourth battle to take place on the next episode of NXT. So oh. they are tied at one win apiece with one draw in between them. So they are each one, one, and one. So this will be the uh, the tiebreaker, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. You think this will be the end of their rivalry? 
maybe, maybe for a little bit, maybe one of them goes on to win a championship and then they circle around and feud over the, over a title. That would be fun. Yeah. Boa versus Cameron Grimes. Gross. This, this show desperately needs to pick up. By the way, we've seen Cameron Grimes on like almost every episode of NXT the last few weeks. Where is everybody yeah. else who is in that tournament? Including the person know. who won it. Yeah. Why is... Yeah, I don't know why they're giving him uh, so much airtime. Also, um, I have a note here. Why are they trying to give him a character that's like Kid Rock? <laughs> is that what they're doing with Cameron Grimes? I don't know. That's what it reminded me of. And I was like, you need to switch gears here. He had like hat? some weird, like, the hat. And didn't he have like some new country, in, like, rock music that yeah. he came out to? I don't know. I didn't like it. So, I'm just going to read my notes here because there's nothing to talk about in this match. So, I can't really extrapolate from anything. It's best to just read what I wrote here. Within within the span of literal seconds, Beth compared Grimes to a honey badger. Grimes hit his stomp. By the time the ref counted to three, Killian Dane had hit the ring and beat up Boa, then placed him on the announcer's desk for some reason. This sucked. That's I'm, oh. I, Jacqueline. Tell me if I'm wrong. Did I leave anything out from this Boa Cameron Grimes Killian Dane encounter? No, I just had some comments uh, okay. on it. I I wrote dumb match. Boa is much better than that. I've seen him live, and mm-hmm. he can like do stuff. And I I hate when they do things like this. Yeah. Um. Also, Killian Dane needs to stop. They're trying to make him the male Shayna, but she's better at it than he is. So. Yeah, I don't Just, know. We don't need you. Killian Dane was actually really good in Sanity when they were doing their tag matches, when they were doing war game stuff. He was very entertaining. I don't, it's not working on his own. and They don't know what to do with him. It doesn't help that I don't know what this even was. Like, mm-hmm. he just came out for no reason. Like, is he in a feud with... Is he going to have a match with... Cameron Grimes, but they both seem like bad guys. Oh, no one wants to see that. <laughs> I just... He didn't have really good matches with Matt Riddle, which is really impossible to do these days. Yeah. Uh, but he pulled it off. And I don't know, the Cameron Grimes thing, this is another thing that's just not working. And I know that he is more talented than what's being displayed here, but for some reason, he's just not connecting. And I'm not sure what no. it is. Um, I just... They're trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. They, they, they. I think you know there are some things on this episode that that I liked, but I, I really think they're trying to swing for the fences too yeah. much, and it's like you got to build it up. Uh, there's a. Oh wait, this technically was a match. Was it? I did not grade it. I mean, there was an opening bell and a closing bell. Then I give it a zero. Okay, <laughs> I went a quarter star. Okay. Grapple. Far more generous than I, giving it a 0.6. Wow, grapple. They went slightly above a half a star. Half of That's one insane. star. Oof. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was ring the bell, one move, ring the bell. I mean, Killian Dane was on his way to the ring before the three count even happened. I don't know what was happening here. Um, <laughs> there's a Damien Priest, Pete Dunn hype video told from Damien Priest's perspective. Matches announced for next week. Mm. Roderick Strong versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Swerve! Swerve is back. Uh, fantastic back and forth early on. 
tons of sharp strikes. These guys hit each other really hard. Uh, every so often, Roderick would slow the pace down, but in a way that I didn't find to be dull. Right. Uh, he wasn't doing, like, rest holds or anything like that. He wasn't just no. drowning him and holding him in a, in a hold or anything. Uh, they go to a break. Roddy main control uh, over the break. We're back, and Swerve is making a comeback, but the Undisputed Era come out. Uh, Swerve gets a couple of good near falls on Roddy. Uh, there's a He does like this slingshot stomp from inside to the out on Roderick Strong, who's on the apron. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get back into the ring, but Undisputed Era distracts Swerve. Roddy hits a series of big moves, ending in the end of Heartache and putting him in the stronghold for the submission. Uh, yes. I thought this was a well needed freshening and break from the monotony of everything that had come since the first match on this show. Cause I, I thought the, the first match was, was fun. Uh, but then things went to Dullsville real quick. And yes. this, this is the pick me up we needed. What, what did you think this, of Roddy and Swerve? I agree. This definitely brought um, everything back and, and I was so happy to see Swerve. Like we haven't seen him in a long time. I, um, and I'm happy they gave him like a big match. Like, mm-hmm. you know, going up against the um, North American champion. Um, And and these guys really played off of each other very well. There was a little bit of awkwardness, but, um, I mean, they were were doing – I thought they were doing bigger moves from compared to what we've seen previously from, like, some of the newer people. So Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. He needs uh, better music. That's fair. He seems like a really cool character. He's got like a, a like a he's got like cool gear. He he, mm-hmm. he wrestles really cool, and his music just sounds like they found it in a free music archive, like a royalty free music uh, probably website or something. And it's like no 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 this this guy. It's like you have like Wale there last week with the street profits. Like can't you just pay Wale and be like hey come up with like a song for yeah, Swerve? Do yeah, do a song yeah. for Swerve. And what I really liked is that this crowd really was, like, split between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that always makes it fun. I could not... They were chanting something that I couldn't figure out. They but, may have been um, chanting Whose House Swerve's House. I know they that did one that I one. I know. Okay. Yeah. Was there another there was one something. that you didn't know? Yeah. It might have been, too, that, that they were just going back and forth between the two. Maybe. Like, maybe they did something. But... Um, and I believe both of these guys are, like, Central Florida natives. Yeah, I think they mostly did, I think. I mean, I know Swerve has done a bunch of Pacific Northwest, too, but I think he started in the Florida area. I know Roddy uh, Roddy has. He's been in the Florida scene for eons. Well, Roderick Strong went to college in Tampa. So, like, yep. I mean, they yeah, I think they have, Tampa like... Tampa native, yeah. Yeah, so they, ha- they have, like, things here. So it was kind of cool to see that, too, mm-hmm. I thought. Anyway. Uh, what would you give Isaiah Scott and Roderick Strong? I went four. Ooh, okay. So we're we're closer on this one. I went three and a half. So we're okay. pretty close. And Grapple says 3.52. So wow. we're in the same ballpark. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, you were a little higher on it, but not by yeah. much, by like a half, half point. Half a star, yeah. That's nothing. I did enjoy it, yeah. Me too. I thought it was really good. Um Post-match promo, where, this is where things got weird for me again, but whatever. Post-match mm-hmm. promo where Adam Cole says Finn and Ciampa are just chasing dreams if they think they can beat him. Uh, of course, he said the magic word, and this awakens Velveteen Dream atop the NXT perch. 
uh, I write here he does some strange dick pic Photoshop junk. Yeah, that was strange. I mean, it kind of makes sense for Velveteen Dream. Like, he does a bunch of, like, sexual... But most of his in, most of his innuendos, yeah. Most of it is actual innuendo. And yeah. not, like, weird... This kind of felt like when John Cena would make fun of Elias and he'd, like, here's a, you know, you sound like a donkey or something, and they'd... Photoshop Elias, but with like a donkey head or something, and yeah. no one's laughing, but you can hear Vince McMahon laughing really hard in the in the like backstage area. Uh, this felt like one of those things. Like Vince yeah, had to but... have been backstage laughing his ass off at this. Roderick has a small dick promo yeah. that Velveteen Dream did. It got real, real weird. Like now, if I was if I was in charge, mm-hmm. um, I have my idea. I was hoping that. Um... Um, Velveteen Dream would show the reality that Strong couldn't win on his own. Mm-hmm. Like, because he was going into that. So I was like, oh, like, that would be the way to go about to attack him. Like, you need your buddies there. Yeah. Instead of doing a small, oh. small dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Roderick reacted to it. You know, he's like, I'm going to break your back. How dare you? The crowd was kind of like, oh, oh, no, he didn't. Uh, it didn't work for but me. But it felt forced, yeah. It felt really weird, and it yeah. felt like the most WWE thing they've done in a long time on NXT, and I didn't appreciate it. No. Uh, they have a rematch for the North American Championship in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Tommaso Ch- wrote here, Ciampa comes out to save this. Uh, <laughs> but then Ciampa gets on the mic, and he just tells Goldie that Daddy's home. That's all he needs to say, though. Maybe. But I wrote here, okay, that didn't really save this. <laughs> no, I was I was really not. hoping for some sort of big Champa return promo, but uh, he did not deliver one here. He just had the one line. So, and I have I wrote down um, my next question, and um, even before you know, mm-hmm. I watched this before I heard the the bad news on Friday. Um, but we have Velveteen Dream going after the North American title. We have Champa and Bale Finn going after the NXT title. Mm-hmm. But who's going to be next in line for the tag team titles? That's interesting. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Street Profits were drafted to Raw. R.I.P. So they're they're probably done. Yeah. I don't know, honestly. I mean, probably Breezango? They're the only good guy team. They need so, to they need to develop some teams. Or I'm just saying, if two oh five live is back in NXT, mm-hmm. Carrillo and Mendoza, Mendoza seem like they'd be a great, you know Yes, please. Up and coming team. Mm-hmm. Bring in Mustache Mountain or something. Somebody. I mean I could yeah. I could watch Mustache Mountain and Undisputed Era have a million tag matches, so if they want to do that, <laughs> go right ahead. Yeah, but it's been done before. Get some new blood. It has. Uh, I mean, right now, it feels like Breezango. There aren't many tag teams. I'm trying to think of who else there is. It's Breezango, Forgotten Sons, and Brit Am Brawlers. Oh, yep. There's still the Brit Am Brawlers. I think that's really it. Uh, They've only had their one tag team title shot, and that was a while ago. Um, There was another Kushida Walter hype video. Backstage, Kathy Kelly tries to catch Tommaso Ciampa for an interview when she bumps into Angel Garza, who, of course, cannot help himself but be attracted to young Kathy Kelly here. And he tries to hit on her when Ciampa does show up, 
and Garza gets upset at Champa for, I guess, uh, ruining his his potential mojo. Mo- yeah, uh, breaking up the chemistry between him and his future wife here. And uh, he starts yelling at Champa in Espanol when Champa just nails him in the face. And Kathy's like, oh, my God, Tommaso Champa, what did he say to you? And he's like, I don't know. And walks off. Crowd thought that was really funny. On the other hand, <laughs> Kathy Kelly is trying to catch up with Champa. She has a really important question to ask him. And then she yep. only gets to ask him one question. And the question was, what did Angel Garza say to you? <laughs> So she should be fired. She's not a very good journalist. She's not. She probably wants to be fired now that her ex-boyfriend's back. So I don't even know the the what do the kids call it? The T? I don't even know the T on that. What's the story there? I don't even know. Finn ba- she used to date Finn Balor and then he went oh. on his 2-month break and got married. Oh yeah, he met like a <laughs> like a like it's like a sports news person or something. Something, yeah. I don't a know. real one. They got married. A, a wow. Sorry. Suck it, Kathy Kelly. Uh, <laughs> holy moly. Uh, Dakota Kai and Bianca Belair. Uh, I write here, Dakota kicks. Bianca does power stuff. Yep. Uh, after the break, it picked up a little bit more as Kai made a comeback. Uh, Belair cut her off. She hit a, a running shooting star press. I'd never seen her do this before. Very impressive from Bianca. Yes. Uh, they do. That was a, really cool. It was really cool. There's a series of reversals that sees Bianca hoisting Dakota on her shoulders and hitting her with the KOD. Uh, I thought it got better near the end, but it took a bit to get there. I agree. Um, in the beginning of this match, I thought Dakota Kai, some of her kicks made a little bit more sense. But mm-hmm. then as the match went on, her moves got unnecessarily complicated. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Um, like, not everything needs to be a kick. I get it, but like, but she's the they captain. Need to make s- but they don't flow. Like, I don't know. Just sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. So, um, I, I really am happy Bianca won. I thought her. I said her finisher is intense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought she did a great job in this match. So I'm glad. We're, I'm glad she's coming back out. Uh, post- without vengeance. Post match, Bianca says that she wants Shayna too. Uh, and if Rhea Ripley wants a shot at Shayna, she's going to have to go through Bianca. So it looks like we're going to get that match as a lead into who faces Shayna. Um, what would you? That give... is going to be a fantastic match. It could Sorry. be really good because uh, they have they have similar styles. Sorry. What did you give uh, Dakota and Bianca? I gave it two and three quarters. Me too. Okay. And uh, we were actually a a, a, a skosh more generous. Than okay. grapple, they gave it a two point five six. Okay, we're not bad. We're not that far off. No, we were just a marginally more more generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, a second video on Finn Balor. I wrote here this time focusing on how poorly they failed to capitalize on him post injury on the main <laughs> roster. Because <laughs> I just noticed, like, oh my god, this is all about his WWE run, and like, how are they going to make this look good? Yeah, because uh, it was kind of an uninspiring run. I know. I felt bad for him. Uh, another Dunn Priest hype video, this time from Pete Dunn's perspective. Uh, they showed Leo Rush celebrating backstage after his championship win. With Boogenhagen. With Boogenhagen. Rick Boogs has Where appeared. Where has he been? He's been hanging out backstage in his gear all this time. 
Clearly, he needs to start coming out more. Yeah, he's got to stop. Maybe he's just he falls asleep in catering and always misses. It's just like they put him out yeah. there, but <laughs> we're just, ready for you. He loads up on turkey, and there's you know and you know milk, what happens. Yeah. yeah, you know what happens if you eat too much turkey, you get sleepy. The, and, the tryptophan takes yeah, over. The tryptophan. Um, our main event in the battle of the all capital lettered named human beings: Kushida and Walter. Non-title, apparently. Uh, Kushida out-wrestles Walter early on, slaps him in the face, then out-quicked him, and and Walter was left clearly frustrated uh, in the early going. Uh, After Walter stopped Kushida in his tracks, uh, Walter proceeds to legally torture Kushida for a while. Yeah. In a way that only Walter can. Uh, Kushida starts a comeback. Walter denies him by stomping on his face, I wrote. Um, which he appears to actually just did. He just, I think Kushida was like on the outside and Walter just stomped on his face. Didn't care. Uh, Kushida hits this jumping DDT on the apron to the floor. Kushida does this to Walter. That looked pretty cool. It looked pretty gross. Actually, Walter, the big thud on the ground didn't look like fun. Uh, Kushida gets the hoverboard lock, but Walter escapes. Uh, Walter tries for the sleeper, but Kushida keeps escaping. Walter goes up top. Kushida stops him and hits Walter with a flying hoverboard lock off of the top rope. That was insane. That was pretty cool. Walter powers out. Uh, Walter hits a big drop kick and a power bomb for a two. Uh, and Kushida gets up, and Walter just clotheslines the shit out of him and pins him. Not unlike the ending of the Tyler Bate match. Where Tyler yeah. Bate kicked out of a power bomb, and Walter's like, "Well, screw it, I'll just have to kill you now," and uh, yep. that's what he did. Took his head off, and he won. And the show goes off the air with Walter celebrating with the rest of Imperium. Well, celebrating as much as Imperium celebrates, they yeah. stood there they with stood their in hands. The mi- yeah. yeah, they stood the there with their behind hands their behind their backs. <laughs> Big celebration for them. Yep. What did you think of the main event? I actually really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they they finally let Kushida do, do some some of what he does. Like, I don't know him very well, but it, this seemed very natural and, e- like, easy for him. You know what I mean? Like, this mm-hmm. seemed like this is his element. So yeah. um, I thought that was great. Um, and I was just excited to see this. Um, I also am going to be writing, starting the petition that um, I think Kushida should now be the captain of Team Kick and not Dakota Kai. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. I think I think she's going to be dethroned. Um, but uh, the one thing I don't know if you noticed this, about, uh, uh, but what I noticed about the announcement, um, the announcers in this, is that Nigel seriously seemed like he had a lot to say during mm-hmm. this match in particular. Don't know why. Yes. <laughs> he seemed to like take over the announcing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I thought it was a good. I really enjoyed it. I thought this was a great match. Great way to end it. This was. A, I was not looking forward to this as a main event. Yeah. Um, but after watching it, I was like, okay. I get it now. I really enjoyed it too. This was my favorite match on the show. Um, mm-hmm. What did you give Kushida and Walter? I gave it a four as well. It tied as my favorite. Wow. So I, for the life of me, for some reason on the show, I couldn't quite bring myself. There was nothing that quite brought me all the way to four territory. I gave this hmm. one three and three quarters. I mean, it's real close okay. to a four, but yeah. it just never quite made it. It's uh, when somebody. Somebody asks, like, what's the difference between three and three quarters and a four or four and three quarters and a five? To me, it's always, like, intangibles. It's just, like, there's something. Mm. There's just something you can't yeah. qu- quite grasp. 
Um, it, usually, to me, it, it's my level of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, essentially, <laughs> yeah. essentially for me too. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not looking at the match too closely. I'm just looking at how much fun I'm having. Um, That's fair. <laughs> I mean, you know, and if people, you know, if people screw up really bad and it kills the momentum of the match or it kills yep. the momentum of the crowd, like those affect scores for me. So, um, you were closer with grapple just by a hair though. They went 3.92. Oh yeah. It's the same thing. So it's essentially the same thing. Um, okay. So that's that, uh, before we talk about, uh, the war and who won this week's battle, let's thank mm, the good people mm-hmm. over at think geek. Not Fandango, but ThinkGeek. Uh, com slash ThinkGeek. Uh, head on over there to pick yourself up some geeky collectibles and attire. That is at com slash ThinkGeek, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. So, last week, AEW won the viewership battle, and uh, I picked NXT as for like the entertainment value, for which I thought yes. was the better show. Uh, this week, the ratings are weird because, uh, baseball playoffs are going on right now and they air on TBS, which is the main station. TNT is like the sister station for TBS Yep, and, uh, all owned by the same company and they show two games back to back. There's a, an afternoon game and then like a late night game and, if in baseball there's no time limit so games can run long and if the and first if the first game wasn't over by 8:30 then one of the games would start airing on TNT which is where AEW show is scheduled to air so in a in a way to prevent any blockage of the AEW show they were also airing the AEW show on True TV, which is a much lesser watched station, but it's a station that is also owned by Warner Brothers or Turner or whatever, whoever owns those channels. So technically the AEW show aired on two different channels, but they were owned by the same company. And as it turns out, the first baseball game ended uh, in time. So AEW aired on both TNT and True TV from beginning to to end. So some people are only counting the ratings for the TNT airing, although I count the ratings for both of them because it aired combined, yeah. Yeah, because it aired live on two separate channels owned by the same company. Uh it wasn't a replay. So I can I, I'm considering them a combined rating. Um that being said, both shows fell in their second uh in their second weeks aew did about 1.1 million viewers which is down from their 1.4 and nxt did a not good looking 790,000 yeah i had a feeling they were going to go down quite a bit which is down from the 891,000 they did the previous week now some people are attributing some of the downturn to the baseball playoffs which did surprisingly high numbers we'll see i don't know yeah I mean, we'll see. We'll see how much of it is that. Um, but AEW did uh, win the second week, the second battle between these two mm. shows head-to-head. And uh, this week, I thought AEW also very handedly won the Better Show Award uh, okay. as well. They had a much better show than... Uh, last week, I thought both shows were good. 
but this week I thought AEW had a much better second show. Uh, they had a really fantastic opening match, uh, better than anything on the NXT show, I thought. Uh, and also going for AEW, they didn't have any weird Photoshop dick jokes uh, mm-hmm. on their show, which okay. helped. And no squash matches. So that was also fun. That uh, always helps. So Yeah, the AEW show was a little bit better this week. Now, next week, uh, next week's episode of NXT, we've got... Uh, what have they announced? They've announced uh, Dija- uh, Dijakovic and Lee, and they announced Damian Priest and Pete Dunne. So of yeah. of those two matches, what do we think is the headline? Probably Dijakovic and Lee. And right? Lee, yes, absolutely. To me, that's the big match, unless they uh, come out with something out of the blue. Uh, unless, yeah. like, you know, Finn Balor's going to wrestle on the show. Maybe he'll be in the main event or... Uh, oh, and Champa and Garza. Champa and up. Angel Garza. So maybe they do Champa yeah. and Angel Garza in the main event. No, I think it's going to be Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic still. Okay. Well, you know what? That's what we're going to go with for the main yep. event. Yep. We'll see if we're right. <laughs> we'll just do. We'll no facts, just gut feeling. Yep. It's how, that's how we fly here. <laughs> that's the way we do it in America, everybody. Uh, <laughs> head on over to uh uh, where you can check out the archives of the show. And, of course, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe. That way you can hear us come back next time. Talk about episode 529 of NXT on the USA and WWE Networks, featuring what we presume, arrogantly, will be a main event of Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee. Keith Lee.